0: Head than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. As is I, of course. Nothing really new on the gaming front, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. However... This episode marks the two-year mark of the show, even though the two-year mark passed like a few months ago. This is the 730th episode, which means I've got two full years of these, and I hope to go on to another one. That's all i got to say about that, but i got more to say. I want to talk about sources, resources, and contacts. I may have talked about this earlier in another show, but something got me thinking. And we'll talk about that after this. I just caught a snippet of a Facebook post about beggars talking about beggars on a on the Beckmin group for D&D and they were just talking about it. it's an encounter and so they were thinking about it it got me to thinking about it you know they say karma's a bitch and yeah i mean you even the bible says you, you reap what you will sow Or to put it in plain language, what comes around, goes around. And that works out negatively as well as positively. I want to think about the positives mostly because we can know what happens, you know, consequences of your actions and all that. We know how that's going to go. If you're any kind of astute game master, and I'm sure you are. So let's talk about the positives. I am a big fan of what they call Chekhov's gun. It's a theater, it's a story term, a theater term, a, a literary term. And it goes something like this. I forget who said it. I don't know if it was Orson Welles or somebody else. They said, if you're going to introduce a gun in the first act, you better damn well fire it by the, set, by the, by the last act. In other words, don't introduce anything in your story that you're not going to use later, no matter how small. So, as Game Master, maybe i do start thinking about those small things. And I, do, I think of this as encouraging players to do good. Now, okay, fine, there's evil characters, they're the NPCs and such, but if somebody wants to play an evil character, once again, they reap what they will sow. And I'm not going to make it any easier on them, or harder, well, any easier on them anyway. But my campaigns favor good characters, or at least neutral characters but i want to see i want them to see the consequences of their action no matter how small they are and one thing i started to think about is beggars now there may be a beggars guild in your campaign or not but if somebody what am i saying what i'm saying is if somebody does a kindness to somebody and with the, with no with no concern of recompensation that's a good thing I mean, they do that in the movie, they do that in movies all the time. So you be kind to the one guy, and he will be kind to you later on. You never know when somebody like that is going to come in, you know, help you or hurt. Well, then there's the other school of thought. The cynical school of thought is no good deed goes unpunished basically it's you do something nice to somebody but they manage to just store it into something bad and all of a sudden it's a bad thing seinfeld was really good with that that's why i never cared for the show i hate it's called a it's another another word for it is a kafka comedy and i don't think as far as kafka goes i don't think there's anything funny about his stuff it may be satirical it may point up some things but i don't really think it's funny and i don't like you know people doing good and then getting punished for it but that's my personal taste but what i'm saying is like say somebody say somebody uh did the beggar a beggar a uh, a kindness say they bought him a meal or gave him some money or something like that they don't know who this guy is they don't know him from Adam and i'm i'm not above occasionally bothering a player character with an npc who has nothing to do with the story and then turn out that later on they did or they helped or something like that. I've done that. I did that in Astonishing Swordsman to a good extent. And it doesn't have to happen right at that. It doesn't even have to happen in that adventure. It may go back and go back and, you know, help them out later or something like that. I remember doing an Astonishing Swordsman where, uh, well, I probably told you about this. The, uh, A character charmed... The sorcerer charmed a Cyclops. And the the charm took. Because I ruled... Because he kept making his role, and I ruled that, okay, this is not... The charm has wore off, but this guy genuinely... This guy genuinely likes you. And listens to you. You have made an impression on this, this monster. And so he said... The whole, he said. Well, we can't have him hanging around here. We got to go do stuff where he ain't. You know, we're gonna go down in dungeons and stuff where he ain't gonna fit and stuff. He says, tell you what, my our, our land, which they got in a previous adventure, they were deeded some land up the northwest or the northeast rather. He says, we are here, and he he draws him a crude map. Says, do you know where this area is? Oh yes, yes, I know where it is. Oh good, good. Why don't you go there and build us a keep? get some of your buddies and build us a keep. Oh, okay. And he goes off. And so it's like, fine, bye. You know, just he didn't even think about it. And like two adventures later, they were almost out of this dungeon. And when they walked out of the dungeon, they faced the one of the bad guys' armies who got the call too late to save the, the bad guys, but they were going to avenge him and they were good and so we have like four characters five characters facing off against this this horde of evil cultist guys and just as they were about to start combat and they did start combat this giant boulder comes flying out of nowhere from behind him and crushes like a third of them and it was the cyclops and his giant and cyclops buddies. They saw from a distance that his friend was in trouble and said, come on, we got to help him!" And they helped turn the tide and they saved their butts. And that's because he did a kindness. You know, he charmed him, but he actually made an impression on him. It's the same thing. And, oh, and afterwards he says, oh, by the way, your keep is ready. What? You asked me to build a keep, remember? Oh! Oh, yeah yeah and they went and there was a beautiful keep there i mean for as, as good as because they knew stone there were giants they knew stonework so they had they had a nice keep but they had a giant friend and um in fact when my friend carlos took over a, a stashing swordsman campaign the first adventure was this took place it was it was another group of adventurers who were like the descendants, not descendants, but I knew they knew these people. They worked with them. They, one of them trained with Gage's character and things like that. And they were they were working at the keep and stuff. And their first adventure was to take this Cyclops home because he was old and getting ready to retire, and he wanted to go back to his homeland to retire there and die there. And that was the adventure. So all this, all this him because of one a spell and it was a spell out of desperation but i see it as a kindness he did because yes he he you know they did they fought the the other giants and stuff and it turns out they were they were being manipulated by these evil pirates so he did him a kindness in, in sparing his life and the cyclops never forgot it so this is the kind of thing I like to do. I put like to sprinkle little things in there to see what happens and see what comes back. You know, I sow and see what I can reap. I don't forget these things. I write them down. If they're going to be nice to a guy, then well I'll see what I how can I work if they do something, they help somebody say some farmer or something with this crop or they some broken down thing or you know, somebody's wagon gets broken down, and they fix it for them and this like that. And I just want to see what they're going to do. And if, if possible, I will work that back into the story somewhere down the line, somewhere down the line in the campaign. So that's a good thing to do. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you want to talk about this, with me or, or talk about anything else, gmail dot or you can drop a voicemail and Anchor. And of course, if you if you want to support this program as little as 99 cents a month, you can help me and I would thank you. I'd like to thank again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget, Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast, Mark C. Walring's The Yoning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Larges, the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.